This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the stinking truth. Last week we were previewing this game and said that the Jets and Broncos could be one of the more entertaining one in three matchups no. you'd ever see because of the storylines. Well, it did not disappoint. Delivered as promised as uh, Nathaniel Hackett, excuse me, Nate, Nate mm. Hackett, uh, gets his revenge, and it really, with the benefit of hindsight, it looked like this was a real rallying cry for the Jets with the comments of the players before and after the game, Robert Sala as well, that this was something that they were really rallying around Hackett. There's no, Listen, there is no question that one team responded to the besmirching of their coach. One team responded to what was perceived the slight of their coach when Sean Payton came out this summer and basically said it was the worst coaching job he has ever seen, that it really wasn't his players' fault, it really wasn't Russell Wilson's fault. There were a lot of dirty fingerprints on the on the dreck that was worst, you know, procedural like pre-snap penalties, procedural issues, yada, yada, yada. And he just went all in on Nathaniel Hackett and the job Nathaniel Hackett did here with the Denver Broncos. Well, fast forward to this weekend, Nathaniel Hackett comes back in and the Jets, with a quarterback who has still got questions about him and Zach Wilson, puts it on the Denver Broncos. And, and let me just say this, karma's an absolute bitch. And I think... The issue that you have to ask yourself, and we talked about this earlier on our radio show, was it? What does it say about how the Jets feel about their coaching staff versus how the Broncos feel about theirs? Because Sean put it out there. Yep, he went out on the limb, and it basically, basically took his players off the hot seat and said, hey, last year what happened to you guys wasn't your fault. These clowns that were coaching you. Right, they clowned you last year because these guys were garbage, and now we're going to get that fixed. And the fact that your players went out and rolled over to the Jets and didn't have your back—what does it say about Sean Payton? What does it say about the organization? What does it say about the players you have on your roster for the Broncos that they don't have the same type of response that the New York Jets did for their coach? So is this a turning point game for the Jets, even without Aaron Rodgers? I know he's talking about still trying to come back, but can the Jets, based on what you saw, be a playoff team with Zach Wilson at quarterback? I think there's still a lot of questions about Zach. 
but the last two weeks he's certainly gotten better. And he mm-hmm. gave his team an opportunity to win both weeks. They lost to Kansas City, had that fumble at the very end of the game, but he played plenty plenty well enough to win. Their defense is that their defense is real. Like their defense can play. And their running game is real. There's no question about that. So if if Zach Wilson can manage the game and not screw things up, can they, you know, make a playoff run? Um I don't I don't like I would bet against it, Mike, but they have what are they, two and three right now? They legit have a big-time defense, and they legit have a big-time running it. I don't think Zach can get him over the top, but if he continues to improve and play this way, you know, who knows? At least they're in it. At least they're not sitting at, you know, one and four, one and five. So, you know, they've got a, they've got a chance right now. But I, I don't know. I'm asking you, what, what does it say about the Broncos players that they don't have the same, you know, drive? Their coach said it. And, you know, he was taking the the onus off of them as players. They don't respond. Well, we've witnessed it around here in Denver for the last seven, eight years. This has been a, a, a bad, bad football team. And it seems like coaches come and go, GMs come and go, coordinators come and go. And there's always been that sense that, well, if they were just coached better, that this roster was good enough. At this point, if you're... Broncos country out there. Is it time to start holding the players accountable? Yeah, I mean, I I look at I look at this team right now. The fact that you don't respond, the fact that you know you've got a bunch of guys that play wide receiver that you've drafted high that have yet to put a squirt of piss in the bucket. Like, I mean, Jerry Judy, you you can have like, you know, I'm not trying to besmirch Jerry Judy. I don't even know Jerry Judy. But you're a first round guy who was who was touted as the most talented receiver in the most talented receiver draft class in the history of the National Football League, and you haven't been worth a score to piss. You really haven't. You've been a bust. Can't stay healthy, don't make plays, disappear, drop the ball. And Cortland said, I, like, at this point, Mike, if you're the Broncos, like, hey, man, it, it was Vance Joseph's fault. No, wait, it was Vic Fangio's fault. Wait, no, it was Vic Fangio's coordinator, Wrinkles. It was his fault. No, 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 no. It was Pat Shermer's fault. No, it was the whole nine yards fault. It was, oh, no, it's, it's we'll get Nate. Ha- no, it's Nathaniel Hackett's fault. No, it's all his assistant coach's fault, right? Now it's Sean Payton's fault. At some point, some point, don't you have to hold the players accountable? And don't you have to start moving off the players you have on your roster? When alls you've known... You look at the majority of this roster, none of the guys who have been here that are homegrown have ever won. They've all lost. And you just become used to losing. It's what you do. Like, every time I watch the Broncos, even if they're playing well for a quarter or two, and you're like, you got a lead, right, and things are going well, I'm always sitting there on my couch going, oh, yeah, they'll gack this up, right? It's only a matter of time before they roll over on this one. And that's exactly what they did and exactly what they do every single weekend. So they've got issues in Denver. They've got issues in New England. Oh, my goodness. Bill Belichick coming off the worst losses of his head coaching career. The Patriots with back-to-back losses by 30-plus points for the first time since 1970. Oh. Belichick says the plan is to start over moving forward. Mark, are we looking... I can't even believe I'm going to say this. Are we looking at the final days of Bill Belichick in New England? 
Yeah, I mean, if you're starting over, does that mean you're going to fire Bill Belichick? Is he uh, is, is that a uh, what, what do you call that portend? Are you uh, you you you're a portend the future? Yeah, portend the future. Is that yeah, sure? You're is close that, enough. Is that close enough? Yeah, like, you're like, in the ballpark. What is it when you've got like X-ray vision? Not X-ray vision. That's yeah, that would be illegal. Uh, if you had like uh, you, you freaking could, Superman. You, yeah, you could see into the future. That's uh, you got ESP, right? Is it ESP? Sure. Extra sensory perception. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, look at you. Man, I just know that. Not just another pretty face, yeah. am I? So, I mean, if you could see, maybe he sees in the future, maybe he realizes that his owner, Robert Kraft, is like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to move on. I mean, you think about it. It's Mac Jones. One minute you're touting how good a young player he is as a rookie. Next minute you're saddling with him a defensive coordinator and a special teams coach. Then you get a new offensive coordinator. He's no good. You bench him. He comes back. I mean, you you 38 to 3 and 34 nothing in the last two games. Do the math. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to start the whole thing over, do you start with a new head coach? Hey, man, here's here's one for you. Bill Belichick's old school style, his hard nose approach, his quizzing players and getting after people and being grumpy and gruff. Does it work without a Brady, without the guys there that basically could groom the young mm-hmm. players into understanding this is how it is. This is how we get coached. This is how we become great. And what we do is we win because of him in many ways, but also we win to spite him in many ways. And now all of a sudden you don't have those guys because you talk to anybody that was there during that run of nine Super Bowls and six world championships. You talk to anybody who was there, like the number one whipping boy on that, on the organization or from the organization, the number one whipping boy from a player's perspective was Tom Brady. Like that dude, that dude got coached harder than anybody else on the team, essentially saying, if I can coach you hard, then there's nobody, there's nobody that can question my coaching style. Who are those guys? And you probably don't have them anymore. You know, the McCordys are gone. The Brewskis are gone. The Vrabels are gone. The Bradys are gone. On and on and on it goes. And eventually you get a bunch of young kids who have been, you know, participation trophy and coddled and their little heinies pampered. And uh, they're not used to that ass chewing they get every week. Ready for a little lightning round? Yeah, absolutely. You back on the Justin Fields bandwagon after last Thursday? Gosh, you look good, didn't he? Chicago look good. I don't know, though. It was Justin, did they, he looked that good? The Washington Commanders absolutely were 100% no-shows. They couldn't tackle. They didn't cover anybody. Busted coverages. It was unbelievable how bad their eyes were. They were in the backfield. They were stopping their feet. They were getting beat over the top. That that was, I mean, that set football back by 30 years. Even even Magic Johnson came out, Mm -hmm. minority owner in, in their organization, and basically lambasted the way they played. Baltimore overrated? Yeah. Now they have a lot of injuries. They've they've been beat up, but what I tell you from day one, you got to be careful with a quarterback that um, you know you're trying to move in. And I haven't I haven't dug into their film, but yeah, Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh got crushed by Houston yep. the week before, and you come in there and you limit that offense, and you know I I'm telling you, man, it's no touchdowns by Lamar. Had an interception or uh, one interception, I think. 
I know he had one in the end zone. I'm not sure if he had more than one, but um, yeah, not a lot of production. I know they have some injuries, but not a lot of production. So it's not good, man. It is not good. Well, anyhow. Like your picks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's not. 